Trigger alert, trigger alert. In this podcast, the hosts make light of serious situations that happen in real life. This may or may not include sexual assault. If you expect these topics will make you feel uncomfortable, we urge you to press stop and listen to some other episode of Caustic Soda. Thanks. Abortions for some, miniature American flags for others. I'd like to buy my fetus a Coke. I'm Joe Fulgham. Pro-choice or pro-life, what's your fetal position? I'm Katie Schooler. I felt it move. There can be only none. I'm Kevin Leeson. Hey, yeah, I got an intro. That's my intro. It's, uh, I, uh, uh, abort! Abort! I'm Torn Atkinson, and this is Caustic Soda. It's the Caustic Soda Podcast! Yay! It's time to set the mics up. It's time for Tales of Woe. It's time to take the red pill on the Caustic Soda Show. It's time to do our research, unless your name is Joe. It's time to load the wiki on the Caustic Soda Show. To introduce our guest star, that's what I'm here to do. So it makes me very hungry to introduce to you... Katie Schooler! But now let's get things started. Why don't you get things started? It's time to get things started on the informational, aberrational, strangulational, nauseational, strapped in for the Caustic Soda Show! Abortion? It's time for the Laugh a Minute Caustic Soda episode! Yep. But rather than three guys be squeamish about the reproductive systems of ladies uh-huh. and talking about that for an hour. Well, we can still be squeamish. That's not why I'm squeamish about this. <laughs> but we've also added in a returning champion guest, Katie. Hi there. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. Good to have you. What exactly are you bona fides, Katie, for those of us? It's been a while since you've been on. So uh... Yeah, it's been quite a while. Thanks for having me back. Um I used to work as a nurse at an abortion clinic, and uh, prior to that, I worked at Planned Parenthood, which was an abortion counseling center. I think this puts her firmly in the guest spurt category. You've been privy to many aborted things. I have. I've been out of the game for a few years, but uh, yeah, I have had some experience. Is that how you refer to it around the abortion clinic <laughs> in the game? Like the no, game? I've never said I that swear. before. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a uh, reverse Tetris, right? Uh-huh. Oh, pulling, yeah. Pulling blocks that. out. Yeah. Oh, I see. That would be a fun game. <laughs> Abortress. Uh-huh. Well, abortivus is the Latin word. Oh, okay. Comes from ab, meaning amiss, and oriri, meaning to appear, be born, or to arise. So, so not born. Not, yeah. Not born. A misborn. A misborn. The Latin verb for to produce an abortion was abigo, literally to drive away. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. Drive like away. Like in a baby. getaway van. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some car company to name their next model the Abigo. <laughs> the new Honda Abigo. Drive away in our, oh, Jesus, we didn't research that. It's really Abigo inside Not originally used to imply forced or deliberate miscarriage, stillborn children or domestic animals were said to be abortive. Oh, like it's their fault. Oh, he was abortive. Somewhat abortive. Oh, that's a, like pointing the finger at the victim kind of thing, isn't it? Fear of childbirth and pregnancy is infantophobia. And right. also parturophobia, and Par- also tocophobia. 
Wow. Tokos, Greek, meaning childbirth. That's a really short word for, you know, a long thing. <laughs> the nine months worth of something? Yes. Yeah, Tokos. <laughs> uh, one article uh, from The Sun. Our the Vancouver Sun? The Sun. No, the UK Sun. That, okay. That t- tablet. Oh, like, yeah. Interviewed a woman who claimed her fear of childbirth caused her to have an abortion despite desperately wanting a child. Could that happen? <sighs> so she wanted a child. But so she, she got had, pregnant. But she had tocophobia. But she was afraid of, so she spontaneously aborted just by, like, being afraid of the baby inside. I don't her. know if she spontaneously aborted. But oh. she had an abortion. Like she went and had somebody abort it because of her fear, even though she wanted a baby? That's the way I read it. Oh, I thought it was just that she was so stressed mm. by the fear of yeah. being pregnant and having to have a baby, that but wanting miscarried. a baby that she miscarried. Katie, can someone have a miscarriage because of fear? Fear uh, and stress? Stress could be like a risk factor for a spontaneous abortion, but I oh, I don't know. That seems pretty powerful. I, I read this more as that she had an induced abortion. So this seems like, uh, you know, adoption might have been a better option for her. But she, was, she, she adopted, adopted. It, wasn't, it wasn't having the child. It wasn't having a child there with her. It was producing the child through that wonderful, magical... Uh, Childbirth. No. <laughs> yes. Birthing process. The birthing process. <laughs> no, but I mean, isn't the end result of the birthing process is really more what people, the end goal that people who want babies are all about. They want babies, right? So just go... They don't just a, want to be pregnant she, for the rest of their lives? Yes, exactly. She, she wanted a baby. She just had fear of childbirth. Yeah, yeah so adopt. I, yes, I agree with you. Okay. I've got some slang, some hilarious slang. Oh, all right. Which Katie says she's never heard any of these, so they may all be dubious. <laughs> yes, but Katie also referred to it as the game a few minutes ago. <laughs> so she just might be not down with colloquialisms. A flusher is an aborted fetus. Oh, boy. Wait, no, that would should be a flushy. All of a sudden, this the up-tempo mm. I was feeling is gone. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get dark. It's going to get dark yeah. in here. Just FYI. <laughs> it's getting dark in here. I think flusher should actually be flushy unless right. uh-huh. unless oh. it's a female and it's a flush her. I see. Right. Mm-hmm. Hoovering is getting an abortion. Okay. I've heard that one before. Getting scraped is the act of having an abortion. Yeah. Is there actual, Kitty, is there actual scraping? Yeah, like you could say that part of the procedure sort of involves like, we'll talk about it later, I think, like a yeah. kind of like a s- scraping of the uterus. Okay. If you're in the middle of the procedure, and are women awake or are they asleep during it? it there's the option. So they can have a general, like a general anesthetic where they're completely asleep or mm-hmm. conscious sedation or just a local freezing where they're completely awake. So if they're awake... Would they hear like scraping, like nails on a chalkboard oh, no, scraping? No, no. It's like it's gen- <laughs> like very it gentle scraping. It's like basically like a spoon that's sort of used like just like around the inside of the uterus. Oh, so it's more like an ice cream kind of scraping. <laughs> Not a grapefruit spoon. <laughs> Not a grapefruit. spoon. A melon baller. Right. More like that. In some cases, Todd, say it yes or no. <laughs> Let Torn move on. <laughs> All right, hearty listeners, she's shaking her head and grimacing at me. In some cases, uh, scrape being getting scraped can refer to having an abortion outside of a hospital or clinic. Ooh, going in hot is the act of bringing an outside beverage, usually a coffee, into the clinic to enjoy while you're having an abortion. What does anyone ever go in hot? I've in never heard that expression. Um, but people and- can have a coffee while they're getting an abortion. No, uh, you actually have to have an empty stomach for the sedation. Okay. Yeah, so this sounds like an urban myth. Right. This sounds like something that's in the urban dictionary for comedic effect (laughs) rather than actual something that would happen. Uh, Prairie dog. Oh, 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 this is where it like pokes its head out and then tries to go back in. You grab it. You have a little tug of war. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a fetus that is aborted in partial birth abortion. What is partial birth abortion, Katie? Uh, it's actually a procedure I'm not very familiar with because I haven't actually um, worked anywhere where that um, is something that's done. Um, I actually just read the description on the internet, which so you can probably describe it as well as I can. Oh, well, no, I can't <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have it in front of me written down. <laughs> Back to you, Katie. It, so it's a description um, of an abortion that I don't think actually happens. I don't think that there's any, like, especially not in Canada or North America, um, where that actually happens. But it's the idea, I think, is that the uh, fetus is, like, partially uh, birthed and then, like, then extracted. So, like, they give, give the woman, like, in, uh, um, inducements or in, uh, drugs that would induce labor and then... Take it the rest of the way kind of thing? I think so. This is strictly a theoretical conversation. But yeah, I think that the (laughs) cervix is dilated uh, and then partially birthed and then extracted. Okay. But doesn't actually happen. Something you can just read about. So it kind of just slides out like a a, uh, ripe banana out of a peel. Perhaps. Perhaps. And lastly, a doggy bag is the trash bag into which the remains of the fetus are scraped. Mm. Again, these are all off the internet. Right. They and may it, not be actually used. A doggy bag kind of connotes that you're taking it home with you, which is, I assume, not permitted. Uh, usually, uh, the all of the products of conception um, are um, collected as medical, medical waste and incinerated. But sometimes women actually do request to be able to uh, to take it home and like and bury it or um, right. do something with it. So that mm-hmm. actually can be permitted. Like they have to sign a release form. But well, I know that's some women. Some women want to eat their placenta. Right? Yeah, that happens. Ever hear of anybody wanting to eat their fetus? I have not. Okay. Who would tell you? I'm going to bury it. Just, you know, might have been talk around the water cooler kind of thing. Now, abortion is the termination of pregnancy by the removal or expulsion from the uterus of a fetus or embryo prior to viability. Does that sound right? Correct. Uh Uh-huh. Who's ready for a pop quiz? I am. Uh, sure. Uh Uh-huh. I'm excited. I'm full of pop quiz and vinegar. uh, What's the opposite of excited? Uh, full of dread. <laughs> <laughs> Approximately 205 million pregnancies, oh, pregnancies occur each year worldwide. Mm-hmm. What fraction of them are unintended? Oh, wow. Uh, pr- I would say, wow, close to half. Agree or disagree, Kevin? I'd go like two-thirds. Oh. Katie? Uh, I'd probably say half. A third. Uh, oh, over a third. Okay. Over a third. Okay. Over a third. So like 70 million. If you say so. That's math right there. I just did quick math in my head. 70 times 3, 210. Yeah. Over a third are unintended and about a fifth end in induced abortion. Most abortions result from unintended pregnancies. Surprise, surprise. There's a a high correlation between the two. I want to have a baby. Uh, Let's get rid of it. That doesn't really happen that often, I think. (laughs) Except for that one woman from the Sun article. I guess so. Mm -hmm. Kevin, what is the difference between an embryo and a fetus? Embryo is pre-fetus. Embryo is like a baby fetus. Yeah. A baby, a baby fetus. Yeah, it's uh, it's the how far along it is in its development inside the womb. You agree with this, Katie? I do agree with that. Yeah, it's uh, an embryo. I think from the point of implantation um, up until like eight or nine weeks, and then it's a fetus. During the embryonic period, cells begin to take on different functions. The brain, heart, lungs, internal organs, and arms and legs begin to form. Once a baby is a fetus, it's more about growth and development to prepare for life outside the womb. Mm-hmm. So, are we saying that I'm right? Did I answer my question correctly. Yes. Yep. All right. You know how I came to this conclusion? Just like, it's all in the language, right? It's like because you have you have an mm. yeah. E becomes E comes before e, F. E comes before F. Yeah, no, 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 but before it's an embryo, it's a zygote, so that makes no oh, sense. No. <laughs> no, I wasn't going that way. I was going with like uh, embryo. I'm pregnant. Mm. Mm-hmm. Joe, what is the quickening? 
<laughs> that is when uh, an immortal kills another immortal yeah. and absorbs their power and memory. Joe stole my answer. Katie, do you know what the quickening is? I do. Yeah, that's the point of the pregnancy where the woman is first able to uh, to feel the fetus. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and so whose who's happens... head does she chop off? <laughs> the Wait, where's, where's the beheading? What do you call it when it's twins? Because as we know, there can be only one. Oh. <laughs> Time, you... Timely Highlander references. I, will, I myself will never look at the Highlander again in the same way. <laughs> You're experiencing the quickening. The quickening. Oh, I, oh, feel oh, I can feel a kick. <laughs> Here's an easy one for the math-enabled people. Joe, how many weeks in a typ- typical pregnancy? Uh, what's nine to 36? thirty? Yeah, I think thirty six. Might be thirty seven. Oh, it's like forty, isn't it? It's that like, is the correct answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wrong. No, no, but it's like people think it's nine months. They think thirty six, but right. for some reason it's forty. We just call it nine months for whatever reason. Why don't we just say ten months or forty weeks? Now, are the three trimesters of pregnancy all of equal time? Kevin, just uh, say, is any one trimester longer, a longer duration than the other two? Well, they can't be equal time because it's 40 weeks. Math. It's got to be like 13, 13, 14, even if it's like kind of equal. So, no. Katie, do you know this one? I, I, I actually don't. I, I actually don't say, know like, it either. Give or take. They're more or less the same length. I think that I think that they are pretty much are the same. Except for the fact that one of them has to be one week more because... 40, 40 doesn't it does it 40 is not 39 it does maybe they reach like three months and three and the third days <laughs> all right yeah i guess i guess they could be like third weeks couldn't they oh, nothing has to be a whole week well one oh. of us will have to get pregnant and find out <clears throat> wikipedia is saying that they're arbitrarily divided into three trimester periods so it being arbitrary it's hard to say that it's got a distinct length for each one mm-hmm Joe, what is fetal viability? Uh, that's the ability for the fetus to become a living baby. Agree or disagree, Kevin? Yes, I will reluctantly agree with Joe. Very reluctantly. Fetal viability, that's the point at which the fetus or the baby is able to survive outside of the womb. That's kind of what he said. It's close Not exactly. I'll take a half point. But yeah. right. Yes, prior to this, if uh, if we removed the fetus from the mother and, say, placed it in a crib, it would die within hours within hours okay. because aspects of its internal organs are not refined. And then like so it's beyond that point, it's got fetal viability. Yeah, right. and often still at that point, like you couldn't just put it in a crib and walk away. It. <laughs> yeah, it's, what? This just not going to grow on its own? No, it often needs to be in like an isolate with, um, like maybe intubated and um, with oxygen. An isolate. An isolate, like a little like crib with a lid and humidity, right. yeah, oh, to yeah. kind of mimic the womb. Yeah, a yeah. space pod. Yeah. Yeah, and you put uh, you know sun lamps in there, so they get a nice base going on, <laughs> right? And, well, works. you're joking, but there often are. Um, yeah, sometimes they have like uh, little UV lamps. Little, yeah, little lights in there. Oh, look at me! No rotisserie. Right over the gate. Yeah, there you go. For the <laughs> like the hot dogs in Seven Eleven, the little rollers <laughs> in the bottom. <laughs> They'd probably like it. It'd be like a ride. So, Kevin, when in gestation does fetal viability occur? When in gestation does fetal viability occur? Uh, Forty weeks. <laughs> I love that, that all of a sudden bing that for sure. that, baby. that is for sure I guarantee you at 40 weeks fetal viability is occurring Joe do you have a different number uh, <laughs> it's somewhere in the second trimester I think it depends on technology too like now that we've got those mm. awesome space pods we could pull a baby out and put it in and take care of it and before when we didn't you could only put it in a crib it was later uh, I'm going to say around 22 weeks it's a good answer. Viability exists as a function of biomedical and technological cap- capacities. Oh. 
which yeah. are different in different parts of the world. As a consequence, there is no worldwide uniform gestational age that defines viability. However, hmm? oh, if you say 22 weeks, I'm doing a dance. <laughs> the U.S. Supreme Court stated in Roe versus Wade, a very famous thing that happened in 1973. Yeah, about uh, fishing boats and whether or not you should be uh, <laughs> rowing, rowing versus rowing waiting. to get it out to a certain yeah, was depth a, out to out in the ocean. It yeah. was a little little did it, does people realize that it was a fish. It started out as a fishing license dispute. <laughs> Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Uh, that viability is usually placed at about seven months, 28 weeks, mm-hmm. but may occur earlier, even at 24 weeks. Oh, so, so close there. Do you agree with this, Katie? Uh, yeah. I used to work on a neonatal intensive care unit. So sometimes you would see the 24-week-old babies uh, that would end up surviving. There's greater chance of complications. And I'd say even like with standard technology, there's not a guarantee that a fetus will be viable at right. that point. So right. more likely... Like 26 or 28 is more accurate. Now, my question about the neonatal intensive care unit, does that mean that the nurses there just like are like super into caring for people? Because they're intensive? Oh, they're super intensive. Oh, yeah. Like they just stare at them. Like just like, (laughs) you know. Just oh. I'm in intensive care. Right Focus. Now. I right, thought, yeah. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna guess that they were able to dodge bullets, like Neo. Neo. Oh, yeah. Bullet time. Oh, that would be a good uh, short, actually. <laughs> Neo in the womb, having a neonatal <laughs> intensive something or other. Yeah, yeah. He was in that weird womb-like thing outside the matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good point. <laughs> That's neonatal intensive care, right there. <laughs> Joe, what is a blastocyst? Oh, uh, I don't know, but it no. sounds awesome. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I think this is the tiny clump of cells that becomes a zygote. It's it's like something really early on in the development, like that. Well, I know I know a cyst is like a hard uh, you know thing under the skin because I had one one time. Yeah, and so a blastocyst is just when you squeeze it so hard it comes flying out, right? A blastocyst is it comes after a zygote. So a zygote is where the um, sperm fertilizes the egg and then it develops into a blastocyst. Um, I think before it's implanted, at which point it's an embryo. So I got the order there a little wrong, but. Oh yeah, it was in the developmental stages though. You're in the consists in the of about part. 150 to 300 cells. Is Think that a lot that? or a little? Uh, uh, it sounds like a little. Seems like a small amount to me. Yeah. It'd be very tiny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what is an ectopic pregnancy? Ectopic. Uh it's well it's seriously it's when it's right on topic, right? Like when you're talking about having a baby. No, that's an on-topic get... pregnancy. What's oh. an ectopic pregnancy? <laughs> uh, that is uh when Slimer is involved. In an on-topic pregnancy. Much better. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that is a pregnancy outside the womb. I think it normally happens in the in the, the tubes instead, when it implants in the wall there instead of where it's supposed to. Uh, that doesn't sound good. It's bad. Yeah, that's correct. So um, an ectopic pregnancy is where it just doesn't implant in the uterus like it's supposed to. About right. 95% of them would happen in the tubes, but it can also happen in the cervix as well. Can it happen in your neck? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. You can't have a <laughs> neck pregnancy. You could probably take that zygote and... If you pulled it out with in, like a syringe and then inject it into somebody's neck, it might try to implant in there. But yeah, I don't but think naturally get... it could. No. Well, and so it can actually implant in the cervix, uh, which, and the neck is like the cervical spine. So oh. it's there you go. Like not too much of a stretch. Up, climb up your spine like a little baby kangaroo inside time, the pouch. Time for an experiment. <laughs> Joe, the unintentional expulsion of an embryo or fetus before the 24th week of gestation, that's five and a half months, mm-hmm. is called what? This is uh, an easy one. A spontaneous abortion? Yes. Or, or a miscarriage. Also correct. Or a miscarriage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I always, uh, I always th- 
thought when I first heard of miscarriage and didn't really understand what it was? It was just a brawny lady who would carry you around. Excuse me, miscarriage? Yes. You, you referred her politely. She's about to carry you. There are way more jokes in this episode than I expected. Now, Kevin. Not me. <laughs> I'm more determined than ever. Now, Kevin, a pregnancy that ends before 37 weeks, that's eight and a half months of gestation, resulting in a live-born infant is called? Oh, that's, uh, um, that's a still life. <laughs> still life with woodpecker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Joe, you must know this. Uh, but isn't that just a premature birth? Yes. Ah. Oh. A.K.A. a preemie? Preemie, yeah. But not a premium. You got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those premium babies, they come coated in gold. But really, you're only mature when you hit, like, you know, 2021. 20, so anytime before that is technically premature. Katie, I'm going to start with you on this one. What are some causes of spontaneous abortion? So some risk factors for uh, spontaneous abortion... Um, could be um, maternal substance use, like uh, smoking or drug use or alcohol uh, or infection, uh, exposure is... to x-rays. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. If Hollywood has taught me anything, it's falling downstairs. It's definitely on this list. Trauma? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Abnormalities of the universe? Of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> that affects us all. <laughs> Babies that, and everything. That only happened in that one season of uh, Enterprise where they went into the subspace anomaly right. land. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Abnormalities of the uterus is what I meant to say. Okay, all right. <laughs> or also um, chromosomal um, anomalies uh, mm. in the embryo would cause a, could cause a spontaneous miscarriage. Oh. What about uh, somebody saying, boo, really loud? Really loud? Again, the surprise. stress slash fear abortion yeah. that we talked about at the top of the show. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, not, not very likely? I'd say less likely. So not one you would consider a danger factor? I would not consider that a danger factor. Okay. All right. Joe, does a woman who has an abortion put her future babies at risk? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say it is uh, slightly more likely. I mean, how can it not be? I mean, you can always have any kind of operation. You can have some kind of negative consequence. So I think that it could be, but I don't think it always is true. Under certain circumstances, like you did like an illegal back alley, you know, unprofessional Mm -hmm. abortion, but in like a clinical setting... Uh, I think probably relatively little impact on future babies. So having a safe legal abortion uh, doesn't have any impact on future pregnancies. That is exactly what I said. Yeah. Woohoo! You can call me Katie from now on. Thank you very much. I will do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many women die from serious complications of a legally performed late term, that's five and a half months or in the third trimester, abortion, Kevin? How many of them die? How many women die from serious complications of illegally performed late Do you want an abortion? absolute number or do so you want a percentage? So I, like per I will take either of them. So a percentage of late term abortion. No, actually I will just take I will only take a percentage. Okay, so a percent like so it, say there are a thousand late term abortions in any given jurisdiction, you want a percentage of that. I would even take out of a hundred. I I will say ten percent. Ooh, bold. Of illegal ones, illegal legally. Oh, oh, legal. oh legal. legally. Oh, sorry. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it down to one percent. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'll agree with that. One percent, like not very. If it's legal, sure. Mm. Katie, above or below one percent? I would actually probably say below one percent, but it's an interesting question because late term abortions like comprise a very very small uh, small number of the amount of the abortions that are done. So right. hard to say. And, and also, I think that if you're doing that, her life is probably in danger anyway. Like, that's why you would make the decision at that late time to do it. So she might be at risk from something else. Mm-hmm, probably. 
death occurs in 0.0006% of right. all legal surgical abortions. That's one in 160,000 cases. These deaths are usually the result of such things as adverse reactions to anesthesia, yeah. embolism, infection, or uncontrollable bleeding. All right, so let me ask the question. Who around this table has had an abortion? Because it seems like we know a lot about it. I mean, Katie makes sense. But, uh, like, we've been kind of, Joe and I haven't been doing too bad on I... the old pop quiz here. <laughs> Well, abortion facts been, might be just intuitive. Uh, uh, I, I would be completely honest, but uh, I've been uh, I've been a pretty good boy throughout my life and taken the precautions I've needed almost all the time. And the yeah. few times I've been an idiot, uh, I've been what we would call lucky. So, uh, uh-huh. no, I've not been involved in one at all. I have been in one half of an equation of one oh, oh, procedure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you name it? Uh, no. Well, in the trimester did it happen? Oh, in the daymester, it was. You, know. <laughs> you better take this pill. Is that you no, a, no, no, no? It was that. It was, it was after that, but uh, before you know, uh, too far down the road. Mm-hmm. I guess I should. I guess I shouldn't say de- decisively that I haven't, because I may not know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh-huh. And even if you haven't necessarily been directly involved, um, chances are just because it is such a common procedure for women to have. So probably someone in your life that you love and care about um, probably has experienced one. Yeah. Legal abortions performed in the developed world are among the safest procedures in medicine. Hmm. In the U.S., the risk of maternal death from abortion is 0.6 per 100,000 procedures, making abortion 14 times safer than childbirth. Oh, wow. (laughs) There you go. Wow. So we're set it here first, folks. Save your life. Abort your baby. (laughs) The numbers numbers don't don't lie. lie. (laughs) It's just math. That's just math. Joe, what is an abortificent? Am I pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> abortificent. Yeah. Ab- abortificent? Abortificent. That is what happens when a Disney villain is not allowed to be born. Maleficent? Oh, okay. Ab- let's see. Ser- but seriously, uh, abortificent. Wow. I'm trying to figure out, like, obviously I know what the abort part I'll spell means. it for you. Yeah. Abort. We all know how to spell yeah. that. Yeah. I-F-A-C-I-E-N-T. Abortificent. Ooh, a really good abortion doctor. I, wow, I can't even guess. It's not, it's not just an abort. He's not just an abortion, it's an abort efficient. Yeah, he's, a, he's an abortion aficionado. Yeah, like he walks in, he's got like the gold star on his lapel right. or something, right? Katie, what's an abortificent? It's a substance that causes an abortion. Oh. No. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Grr. Do you have any examples? Well, there's a lot of uh, substances that are rumored to cause abortion. Right. Okay. Um, which aren't necessarily true. So I'd say ones that would um, would include methotrexate and misoprostol, which are medications that are used for inducing okay. an abortion. What about vitamin C? No. Well, well, what about vitamin A for abortion? No. That's how it's got his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's You'll... You'll read about and hear about a lot of things that women will say cause abortions, but we really know that they don't. Otherwise, they would be used for abortions. Right. Well, isn't it the whole thing, uh, pregnant women aren't supposed to eat raw fish because it could cause spontaneous abortion? I heard that before. No, that's not. Well, the- Maybe that has to do with the parasites? I don't know. Uh, I've heard that before. That's why I, pregnant, I, in, all my friends who've been pregnant, none of, them, none of them eat sushi for nine months. In my opinion, no one should ever eat raw fish. <laughs> it's delicious, though. Yeah, gross. Um, well, fish is a concern in pregnancy uh, because of mercury. So the fetus can be end up being like the terminal consumer of the mercury. Right. And the raw fish, I actually believe, is related to uh, yeah to a potential uh, bacteria that could affect the fetus. But not, I don't think actually, well, yeah, put the fetus at risk and potentially maybe cause miscarriage. All right, right. Okay. That's, I'm taking a lot of liberties there, though, actually. I would want to do my research on that. Oh, I just heard that once. I, I had a friend of mine tell me that. that they don't gym eat raw teacher. Fish. Gym teacher told you that. 
Historically, a number of herbs reputed to possess abortificient properties have been used in folk medicine. And by that, you mean guys named Herb? Yep. Mm -hmm. Pennyroyal, black cohosh, which I've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. The now extinct sylphium, also known as laser wart. Laser wart. Is it now extinct? Because... Everybody was using it for abortions back in the day. Is that they they over farmed? I'm not sure why it's extinct. The last the the last I actually tried to find out, but I couldn't find the it. The last field of it was like next to a bordello or something. Maybe, maybe. And then they just drove it right to the edge of extinction. The use of herbs in such a manner can cause serious, even lethal side effects, such as multiple organ failure. The oh. worst kind of organ failure. Does a fetus count as an organ though? Because you're kind of hoping that one's going to fail. <laughs> Um, what we found for women that have tried to induce like herbal abortions is that they basically happen at the same rate that spontaneous miscarriages do. So not with any really degree of anything. success. So, right. so it becomes a post hoc thing where I took this thing and then I had an abortion, I had a spontaneous abortion. So therefore this caused it. But if you didn't take it, it would have happened anyway. And, by and more often than not, we see women trying to take those things, um, but then the uh, fetus isn't successfully aborted. So often right. having a procedure. Post hoc is like a ham hock that went bad. Ah. Abortificence for animals that have mated undesirably are known as mismating shots. Oh, okay. Mismating shots. All right, here comes the true or false section. Wow. For wow. non-surgical methods of abortion employed include, true or false, start with Kevin. Okay. Strenuous labor. Oh, I think we established false for that. Oh, yes, it has been used. Mm-hmm. Oh, it has been used, but not necessarily successful. No, but oh, it's been used. I've misunderstood the... Uh... Well, you lose. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, putting three goose eggs inside the vagina. Uh, so this... <laughs> Non-surgical oh. methods of abortion employed. Impl- not necessarily successfully. Oh, not necessarily successfully. No. Yeah. Oh, I see. So you're asking yeah. if people have tried this. Yeah. Ooh. I, I'm going to say true. I made that up. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Sound like the kind of thing you'd make Katie up. playing horseshoes? Oh. Uh, Maybe if the, you throw them up your vagina? <laughs> a bad shot. <laughs> I, I kind of want to say yes, because I feel like when if someone is desperate to end a pregnancy, they'll try anything, even if they just heard about it on Podcaustic Soda, <laughs> okay, right? No, it, they have tried it, but not in the way that you would think. Like, you know, you throw the horseshoe around the little pole in the thing. They stick the pregnant lady there with her legs open, and everybody throws horseshoes at her. It seems like a not very fun game. <laughs> well, well, we've done the similar thing at strip clubs with uh, loony coins. Uh-huh. Fing. Uh huh. I made that one up. Oh, okay, there oh, you go. Kevin lying for periods in time of time in a snowbank. Oh, they've tried that. Absolutely. That is correct. Yeah. This for sure. this could induce hypothermia, which could be fatal. Sorry, fetal. Right? You meant fetal. Yes, could be, could fetal. be fetal. Could have a fatal a fetal fatality. <laughs> Hyperthermia was also a technique used. The woman would lie in tubs filled with hot or even scalding water over periods of time, yeah. often while simultaneously drinking gin. Well, seems like a good time. That seems like the kind of thing that would for- make your baby want to go for on a run, right? You know, all this gin coming down the placenta, you know, just like, oh, God, I am out of here. Joe, weightlifting. Oh, probably. Much, yes. much like heavy labor. That yeah. is correct, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Katie, inserting slippery elm bark into the vagina. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, because it correct. has slippery right in the title. You want it to just like right first, out of there. First moistened with water and then inserted into the cervix. It would swell up, cause a tremendous fever in the woman, and produce Ooh. a miscarriage. Mm. This practice became regulated by elm stick laws in several U.S. states, which forbade selling pieces of slippery elm bark longer than a certain length. Wow. Oh, so because like, it would become too dangerous? Because it would, like, you know, you'd run yourself I guess if through it's, or something? I guess if it's short enough, then you can't use it that way somehow, maybe. Yeah, uh-huh. they didn't want people to have abortions, so they would... 
Selling whole yeah. slippery elm bark is banned in several countries, including the UK, because of this. Well, it sounds like slippery elm bark actually works. It sounds like the one thing on here that might have actually been an effective method. Although and it, also of getting a fever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and being generally awful. <laughs> Kevin, I think uh-huh. you know this one. Throwing oneself down a flight of stairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, That's been tried a lot of times. I mean, Kevin tried that. Uh-huh. I throw myself down a flight of stairs every day. When you had your pregnancy scare, the woman you were with said, throw yourself down, down a, flight a flight of stairs. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes. Right? Yeah. And she laughed so hard that it worked. There you go. Yeah. She laughed her pregnancy away. <laughs> Joe, sitting in a solution of detergent and drinking bleach. No. No. Please yes. tell me no. Oh, yes. my God. You no. can't drink bleach. According Joe. to a maternal health advocate in a Ugandan Center for Reproductive Rights report, in a support an unsafe abortion and inadequate access to contraception in Uganda. Joe, we live in a world in which people have used mercury to cure their lice. But you drinking bleach. Yeah, you, and covering uh, your skin in mercury so that the lice don't survive. We're not smart. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, yoga. I'm going to say no. Yes. Really? Oh. Yes. Yeah, uh, this is the uh, the downward abortion pose. The, the downward downward facing fetus. Yeah, yeah. Kevin consuming olestra. I wonder. You know what? It seems like if you read like a package of raw olestra, you know, like industrial grade olestra, if you read this on the side, it would probably say, "Do not give to pregnant women. Right. Side effect could be spontaneous abortion." That totally sounds like the kind of side effect it would have. So I'm going to say yes. I made that up. Uh, ah, yeah. Olestra's the thing they put in the chips to give yeah. a lot of people the runs, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the right. um, it, it was, was the, the the artificial fat yeah. that you could cook things in right. that would make it taste like you deep fried it, but your body couldn't synthesize it. Right. So it would just come out of you as anal leakage. <laughs> that's right. Anal leakage. That's yeah. what it did. Good yeah. time. Joe diving. Diving. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, that sounds like something that actually, uh, well, even modern people do, but I think ancient times, throw yourself in the water and no, hope that the impact uh, makes it happen. Only if it was belly flopping. Yeah. Diving is, is, uh, is a non-surgical method of abortion that was employed. Yeah. <sighs> Katie douching with turpentine. Whoa. I, I'm going to say probably, yeah. Yes. Oh. Also bleach, Lysol, or caustic soda. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. See, if you had said they put the, the bleach there, uh, I would I believe it. But it's the drinking thing that just... Yeah, but there are people who probably think that the mouth I, and the vagina are yeah. connected somehow. Yeah. Well, they are connected through well, your body. Well, they are connected <laughs> somehow. But like not in a direct connection way. All of these, of course, could cause intense chemical burns. Yeah. Beginning in the 1960s, many women used Coca-Cola for this purpose, although its what? utility is at best dubious. I wonder if the Coca-Cola company was behind that rumor. I really doubt it. Right. I really doubt that's what they wanted to be known know. for. I don't know. Hey, you sell a couple extra Cokes. Maybe that's what the smile was in the have a Coke and a smile. <laughs> I'm no longer pregnant. Gleam. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. It, would, it wouldn't be that hard to like Photoshop one of the pictures of Santa holding up the bottle of Coke next to him and be like, you know, use this for happy abortion. Kevin, fasting. Uh, yes, that has been tried. Absolutely. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe, bloodletting. Bloodletting. Well, they used to do that for everything. I mean, maybe, but I'm going to say no. It has been oh, used. Wow. Yeah, they used bloodletting for everything. It, whatever you True. had, bloodletting was the cure, right? <laughs> oh, Joe, I'm uh, I'm sick and tired of That's my right. mom. Bloodletting. I'm, uh, you know, I'm depressed. It's well known that pregnancy is caused by a misbalance of the humors. Yes, precisely. Katie, last one, lying on a heated coconut shell. Mm, I, yes. That is correct. It just sounded too weird not to be correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I felt about the goose eggs. 
Yeah, Abortion is sometimes young. attempted yeah. by causing trauma to the abdomen. The degree of force, if severe, can cause serious internal injuries without necessarily succeeding in inducing miscarriage. In Southeast Asia, there is an ancient tradition of attempting abortion through forceful abdominal massage. So that's kind of just like the really directed throwing yourself down the stairs. They just get somebody with like super tiny but strong hands mashing your stomach. Right. It's it's like punching them in the stomach, but lovingly. Yeah. I don't want to hurt you, but this baby's got to go. Abortion can occur spontaneously, in which case it is often called a miscarriage, or it can be purposely induced, mm-hmm. right? In which it's called an induce-ortion. Induce-ortion. Mm-hmm. Reasons for procuring induce-ortion are uh, to save the life and or prevent harm to the mother. Mm-hmm. If the child will have a significantly increased chance of premature morbidity or mortality or be otherwise disabled. Uh-huh. To selectively reduce the number of fetuses to less than health risks associated, associated with multiple pregnancy. Okay. Meaning, of course... Like twins. 
and triplets, ah. things like that. And quadruplets and quadruplets. So you could just abort the one baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't want to have twins. Ah, there you go. And, Ooh, and you could totally lord it over that other kid for the rest of his life. It's like, <laughs> oh, I should have aborted you I instead aborted of the other. Yeah, not the other one. <laughs> well, if Hollywood has taught me anything, whenever you have twins, one of them is always evil. Mm-hmm. So you, when you abort one, you gotta get you're the gonna one with, you fit, got a 50-50 chance. You have 50-50 chance that you're going to get the good one. Well, it's easy. You just target the one with the goatee. Ah, perfect. And of course, for e an elective abortion performed at the request of the woman for non-medical reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so so you've separated it into like therapeutic abortions and elective abortions, therapeutic for medical reasons. Um, generally, uh, what I've seen in practice is that all abortions are referred to as therapeutic abortions because if you just think of like a woman's wellness, um, having an unwanted pregnancy is right. detrimental to their wellness. So I would say all abortions are therapeutic abortions, right. especially oh, when you, you with Torin pointing out that actual giving birth is far more dangerous. Than the abortion in the Western world, in the yes, in a, a medical situation, right? Giving yeah. birth in a legal Western abortion, yeah. So, what I would like to do now is go over the different ways to have an abortion over the various trimesters. Okay, does that sound reasonable? Uh-huh. Sure. Now, up to nine weeks, you can take a pill to detach the fetus from the uterus, and take another pill to cause the uterus to expel its contents. Um, So that's true in the United States. There's a medication um, called mifepristone that they can use up to 19 weeks. Mifepristone? Mifepristone. Mifepristone, okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, It sounds like a really spoiled little girl. Mifepristone. Yeah, totally. It sounds like actually a spoiled little girl from like a movie because it's so on the nose. Oh, (laughs) Mifepristone. Pristone. She's no, done, done it again. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is, maybe. Um, and so in Canada, uh, Mifepristone is actually illegal. Oh. Um, so we oh. use a different medication, methyltrexate, in conjunction with misoprostol, and that can be used up until seven weeks. So medical abortions in Canada can be done up until seven weeks, um, nine in the States. Okay. So a medical abortion as opposed to a... a sorry, um, I guess I'm not a medical, a medication abortion okay. as opposed to a surgical abortion. Okay, okay, cool. So what's a surgical abortion? Uh, so a surgical abortion, the most common method of that would be a DNC or dilation and curatage, um, where the cervix... As in you curatage yourself of that baby? Uh, the curatage is, uh, it's the, what we were talking about earlier, that like sort of spoon that's used. Ah, the uh, melon baller. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that would be the most common. That's done up until 14 weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, where the cervix is dilated with a long, thin tube, uh, and then um, that's put into the uterus. And then there's either um, a suction device that's used to uh, extract the pregnancy, and if that's not successful, then they use the curatage. But So do they try to suck it out before they do anything to it? Like that's the first step? Or do you kind of try to knock it off like a pinata and no, then suck it off no it's just the aspiration is the is the first thing that's done okay. and so i mean so at that point the pregnancy is extremely small like it's probably like an inch to two inches okay, um, okay. yeah so really small and just uh, aspirated through a fairly narrow tube okay but that's different than dilation and evacuation or that's the same uh no so dilation and evacuation that's done later uh, so that would be done between like 14 and 19 weeks. Uh-huh. Um, with that procedure, uh, it's done over uh, several days. Initially, a woman has um, a small piece of seaweed called a laminaria placed into the cervix, oh, oh. Um, which over the day um, absorbs moisture and actually expands. So it slowly dilates the cervix. It's okay. like those, those little toys you buy. You throw the little octopus in the water and it grows to like 20 <laughs> times its size. Uh-huh. Yeah, very similar. Uh-huh. Yeah, Fun. Um, yeah. So that's usually done um, over uh, a couple of days. And then um, so. So then the cervix is dilated, and then the pregnancy is actually just uh, just lifted out with forceps. Okay. Oh, okay. 
dilation and evacuation. That sounds pretty easy. Now, this is different than intact dilation and extraction? Dilation and extraction is actually, um, it's one I know less about. I believe that that's done later, uh, like a later term abortion. Okay. In Canada, um, I don't know of anywhere that does abortions past 20 weeks, so I'm not as familiar with that procedure. Well, let's see what I have here then. Also called intrauterine cranial decompression. Oh, that's a mouthful. Which, or a uterus full, as the case may be. <laughs> which requires surgical decompression of the fetus's head before evacuation. Surgical IDX is sometimes called a partial birth abortion, which we mentioned earlier, and which has been federally banned in the right. United States. Third trimester abortion is, like, in all of my experience, that's something I've, I've never actually seen happen. Right. Um, and it's not available in Canada. I don't know of anywhere that does abortions past 20 weeks. Yeah. And the vast majority, like 90% of all abortions are done before 12 weeks. I would think that it probably only happens when the woman's life is in direct danger. Well, I mean, you know, if right. you get late enough in the late term, can't you just kind of like coax it out? Like kind of... Well, I guess that's what happens. Is baby, at that baby, point, baby. you go, why don't you have it and give it up for adoption? And then at the time when you can't do that because you could die, uh-huh. well, they'll go ahead and do it. And that's yeah, well, probably pretty rare. Get you in the stirrups. You know, the doctor, they get a real, uh, you know, charismatic doctor. Like, <laughs> come on, baby. Come on. Oh, I see. Come on. And then they'll like kind of stick its head out and then just like poom, cold cocks it. You just put a little like, like, lollipop outside. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Maybe a squeaky toy or something. Oh, oh no, I, I'm thinking of dogs. <laughs> Pepperoni, snossage. Let's talk about unsafe abortions. Coat hangers. The legality of abortion is one of the main determinants of its safety, obviously. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Unsafe abortions are believed to result in millions of injuries and over 37,000 deaths annually, accounting for 13% of all maternal deaths. Mm -hmm. Last year in Haiti, a 20-year-old girl uh, stated a clinic in the Cité Soleil slum had attempted to remove the fetus by shoving an unknown object inside her. Uh-huh. Uterine... <laughs> you sound like you're gritting your teeth right oh, now. I was gritting my teeth right there. Mm-hmm. Uterine perforation is a common complication among Haitian women under 20 years old. Sometimes the goal isn't even to successfully abort the fetus, but to provoke bleeding by using hangers, bicycle spokes, or other objects so that a woman can see a qualified doctor. Ah, Okay, so the, how their medical system works is like, I'm bleeding from my vagina, doctor, help me out. And you go, oh, you've got a baby in there. Well, let's take that thing out. Or let's give you medical care. So yeah. I'm, gu- I'm guessing they only get covered under medical if it's an emergency, yeah, so they, they want to kind of make an emergency happen. Is that what that yeah. means? I don't know if there's a lot of medical insurance in uh, Haiti. I think this is kind of like shooting yourself in the foot in World War One. Well, not not insurance, but but that an emergency room, right? The ER will treat you if it's an emergency and not worry about charging you because it's an emergency. But if it's not an emergency, you can't afford it and you don't have insurance. Maybe. She was forced to wait until her 16th week to abort because she didn't have the $20 the doctor charged. Mm. In Haiti, 70% of people live on less than $2 a day. That makes sense. Now, one doctor who performs illegal abortions in Haiti charges $80. He boasts that doing an abortion is like cocaine. Once you start, you can't stop because the money is so good. Oh. Ah. From on the part of the doctor. I Not, guess. I assume, that it's a high that he gets. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's he where sm- I thought he was going with that. He smokes babies? The 1996 legalization of abortion in South Africa resulted in abortion-related deaths dropping by more than 90%. Yeah. That's most of them. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for explaining the math. Yep. A lack of access to effective contraception contributes to unsafe abortion. It has been estimated that the incidence of unsafe abortion could be reduced by up to 75% from 20 million to 5 million annually Mm -hmm. if modern family planning and maternal health services were readily available globally. 
Yeah. So what they found is that in countries where abortion, safe abortion, isn't uh, accessible or legal, uh, mm. is that abortions happen at the same rate. Um, just women are more likely to get sick and die from them. Right. Right. Or, right. People are still getting pregnant as much and having as many unwanted babies as much, whether or not legal abortions are being provided. Correct. Yeah. It all happens at the same rate, just whether or not... Whether or not it's done safely. It's similar to the drug laws. People are going to do drugs. The laws aren't doing anything. It's mm-hmm. the laws that are causing the problems. So let's change the law. Wait, are you saying the babies should be doing drugs? Well, if you don't want the babies, then yes. Oh, okay. Do, all right. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> In the history... The first recorded evidence of induced abortion is from the Egyptian Ebers papyrus in 1550 BCE. Oh, I think this was the same papyrus, actually, that talked about yes. cures for uh, lice. Oh, lice. And we talked and about in our lice hand episode. Hand. Yeah. I think this is the same one. Some medical scholars and abortion opponents have suggested that the Hippocratic Oath forbade ancient Greek physicians from performing abortions. Mm-hmm. Other scholars disagree with this interpretation and note the medical texts of Hippocratic Corpus contain descriptions of abortive techniques. Hi- Hippocrates would have to be kind of a dick to put in his corpus descriptions of abortive techniques right, and then say, but d- don't do any of them because then you would be flying in the face of the Hippocratic Oath. That would be quite a dickish move. Here's what you cannot have. We know how to do and it. here's exactly how to do it. Yeah, here's exactly how to do it, but don't do it. Well, you laugh, but I have actually heard people cite the Hippocratic Oath as like a reason to not perform abortions. Right, today. But this is like actually in ancient Greece when Hippocrates was actually around. Right. There's a English translation version two says, I will give no deadly medicine to anyone if asked nor suggest any such counsel. And similarly, I will not give a woman a pessary to cause an abortion. Pessary. Pessary is a medical device inserted into the vagina either to provide structural support or as a method of delivering medication. Oh. Mm-hmm. Possibly the slippery but elm. It wouldn't actually, it's actually just put in the vagina, not in the um, uterus. So I don't think so that would actually cause an abortion. right there. Well, I think it's... Uh, Hippocrates. Yeah, I think it's for delivering the wow. medicine that would then cause the abortion. 1760 BCE, Babylonian times. Fines are listed in the Code of Hammurabi. Now, they were probably really, really against abortion because they have baby right in the Babylonian name. Babylonian times. Yeah, yeah, yeah bring them right. on. Yeah, exactly. We want more of them. Fines are listed in the Code of Hammurabi for the crime of causing a miscarriage through assault with the amount varying according to the social rank of the woman. Oh, so this is like a woman who's pregnant. The dude who got her pregnant doesn't want her to have the baby. So he punches her So he punches her, throws her down the stairs or whatever, and then he gets fined based yeah, yeah. on the status of the woman. Okay, all right. All right. The Vedic and Smirti laws of India reflect to concern with preserving the male seed of the three upper castes and the religious courts imposed various penances for the woman or excommunication for a priest who provided an abortion. Oh, okay. 1075 BCE, the only evidence of the death penalty being mandated for abortion in the ancient laws is found in Assyrian law. Wow, they took it seriously. Mm, And this is only imposed on a woman who procures an abortion against her husband's wishes. Let me get this straight. You got a dude... She's married to a woman. She gets pregnant, mm-hmm. and then she goes behind his back and gets an abortion. If he finds out, he can have her killed. Seems like that's what it's saying. Kind of an eye for an eye situation is what we're talking about. Are we? Yeah. Kill the baby, kill the wife. <laughs> it's not how an eye for an eye works. Yeah, yeah. Baby <laughs> for a wife. An eye for an eye. All right. Same diff. Islamic tradition has traditionally permitted abortion until a point in time when Muslims believe the soul enters the fetus, considered by various theologians to be at conception oh. or 
40 days after conception or 120 days after conception. It all depends on how you calibrate your solometer. <laughs> or the quickening. The quickening. <laughs> if the soul enters at conception, very difficult to perform an abortion before conception. Well. <laughs> very difficult. That's and tough. I have a feeling that that, 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 that line started moving. Like, as right. dudes who got to decide where that line was started getting women into trouble and wanted them to take care of business, you know what I'm saying? That does sound reasonable. Yeah. It's like the sultan all of a sudden was sitting there going, no, no, it's 120 days now. It's 120 days. For sure. That's when the soul. I am. It's I, a decree. Yeah. I speak from it's on an high. ordainment. Yeah, I now know. In the 1500s, Pope Sixtus V. That guy was named wrong. <laughs> the first. Oh, can you imagine Pope Sixtus the Sixth? Confusing. Yeah, the first pope to declare that abortion is homicide regardless of the stage of pregnancy. Oh. The Catholic Church had previously been divided on the issue before and did not begin vigorously opposing abortion until the 19th century. Hmm. Right. Okay, but they, they came on with, with, with fervor. And in 1935, Nazi Germany, a law was passed permitting abortions for those deemed hereditarily ill, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. While women considered of German stock were specifically prohibited from having abortions. Right, right. Got it. You can kill all those Jewish fetuses or remove. Uh, we don't what, want to call it kill. What happens if a lady of perfect German stock gets pregnant by a genetically inferior stock? Which wins Ooh. out? They're probably against the race mixing. Oh, yeah, they would totally be against You don't that. find out until it's born, though. Uh, what do you do? You check it and see if it's got a Yermulka on the head? When it, <laughs> yes, oh, damn it, this right. one's Jewish. <laughs> Ridiculous. Next time in part two. Like, seriously, if you put this in a movie, you'd be like, oh, this would never happen. And they've also got stand your ground laws, and you could very easily consider a baby as an intruder on the woman's body. And the abortion is her standing her ground, saying, get the fuck out. And the story is really horrific and does not at all represent any abortion clinics that I've ever been into, which are... <laughs> I'm trying to scare people away from having abortions because I'm secretly a, a right-winging oh, yeah. Christian. Yeah. Joe, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you hit Christian fundamentals in the face of the Bible? <laughs> I know. Who the hell are you? I'm your baby. <laughs>